Thank you for joining us today on the Annex Podcast, hosted and presented by the Building Christian Fellowship. At the building, we build our faith, hope, and love in Jesus by having a real, relevant relationship with Him. And what better way for us to get closer to God than to learn more about Him through His Word? We pray you enjoy this message. But um, if you guys don't know, if you guys are here for the first time, my name is Charles and well i guess uh your name is pastor, pastor charles yes it is now. <laughs> come on somebody and my name is pastor rachel hallelujah oh man we praise god uh, for being here on today um and i said on today i always say on, on today. today just churchy as can be <laughs> i try to stop but i can't just on today Um, But man, we give God honor. Um, We give him glory. Um, He is truly the head of our life. Mm -hmm. And it is such an honor to be able to surrender and to say yes to him today. Um, And we just have uh, we just have our hearts overwhelmed with Mm -hmm. so much gratitude um, to him, how he step by step takes us. Um, into a process of growth, and uh, we want to just honor our family. Yes, so all of our family who decided to come out today, I see you guys. Um, We appreciate you, not just our family, but our friends, the ones who came from far. I see you waving back there. We just appreciate you. We know that you didn't have to come to support, but your support means everything. We couldn't do this alone. It takes, like they say, a village. And you guys are a village and our support, and we just appreciate you so much. Yeah, so can you just wave our hand? If you, wave your hand if you're family and friends. We just want to honor you. Thank you, guys. We love you so, so much. Um, we also want to honor the Connections team of TVCF. My goodness. Listen, um, when Charles and I, we first became Connections leaders, I mean, so much passion, so much joy, yes. so much excitement. And we had some crazy ideas. We was mm-hmm. like, we can do it. But like literally with every crazy idea that got put on our hearts, um, you guys had that Joshua Caleb spirit. Like, uh-huh. yeah, we can take the land. Let's do it. Let's yeah, do let's it. Do we it. just thank God so much for the way that you guys have linked mm-hmm. arms with us and partnered with us and prayed with us and believed God with us. We yes. love getting to serve God with you. Amen. 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 And we just want to uh, thank and honor the elders, yes. right? Each and every one you guys seen up here. I mean, their support, um, just their friendship. I mean, just the things that you guys poured into us, you guys didn't know. Whether it was coming to our house when we were in Dixon telling us what we're getting into, right? <laughs> whether it's uh, you guys sitting down and telling us, you know, guiding us through the process. But we appreciate you guys so much because... Without you guys, it wouldn't be possible to be able to stand up here today. So we just thank you, elders, all of you guys, this married teams. You know, that's what we inspire to be, just like you guys. We look up to you guys a lot. So we love you guys. Amen. Amen. And uh, lastly, we want to honor our pastors, Um, Pastor John and Pastor Kai. Would you guys stand for us, please? Our senior pastors. We, um... Don't sit just yet. Um, We prayed for you. Mm -hmm. We always wanted to have shepherds um, like you. And we thank God so much that you guys have pulled us in so close. You've uh, demonstrated so much. Even when you didn't know we were watching, we've been watching. We've been learning. Mm -hmm. You guys have given us such a pattern and a blueprint and an example. 
and we honor you today. Yes, Thank you so much for your yes, because it has so much to do with our yes today. Amen. 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 Awesome, awesome pastors. Um, just the strength that you guys bring. So, so let's jump in. Let's jump right in. Yeah. Uh, you, you ready? I'm ready. You ready? Okay, let's, so let's jump right in. We won't keep you too long today here, but we do. This is a church, so we do believe in giving the word, mm-hmm. not just to chew on for today, but to chew on for the whole week, right? Mm-hmm. Somebody say, you about to get today's meal and leftovers. <laughs> all right, you're going to be able to chew on this word all week long, okay? Yes. All yes. right. All right, so we are going to be jumping into the book of John, and I want to just kind of set the stage a little bit when it comes to John. This is like the part where we're in that that farewell discourse. It's the part um, where Jesus is saying to his disciples the most important things before he gets ready to head into you know, that part where you say to people, it's about to get real. You know, John 14 through 17 is like, it gets real. We're now dealing with getting ready to get beaten, getting ready to be mocked, getting ready to head to crucifixion and resurrection, and he's going to go away. So the things that he's saying to them, it's like step into that moment when you have a loved one that's on their dying, their deathbed, and they're whispering and they're saying those things to you. It's almost like time stands still a bit Mm -hmm. so that you can receive what they're imparting to you. So that's the spirit in which we're entering the text. We're going to be reading out of John 15, 1 and 8. And this is what Jesus says. He says, I am the true vine Mm -hmm. and my father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that continues to bear fruit, he repeatedly, somebody say repeatedly. Repeatedly. He repeatedly prunes so that it will bear more fruit, even richer and finer fruit. You are already clean because of the word which I have given you. The teachings which I have discussed with you remain in me. Remain in me. And I will remain in you just as no branch can bear fruit by itself without remaining in the vine. Mm -hmm. Neither can you bear fruit, producing evidence of your faith unless you remain in me. I am the vine. Somebody say, I am the vine. I am the vine. You are the branches. Know your place. You got to know your place. The one who remains in me and I in him bears much fruit. For otherwise, apart from me, that is cut off from vital union with me, you can do nothing. If anyone does not remain in me, he is thrown out like a broken off branch and withers and dies. And they gather such branches and Mm -hmm. throw them into the fire and they are burned. If you remain in me and my words remain in you, that is if we are vitally united and my message lives in your heart, Ask whatever you wish, and it will be done for you. My Father is glorified and honored by this. When you bear much fruit and prove yourselves to be my true disciples. The message we are going to preach on this morning is titled Pruned for Purpose. Pruned for For Purpose. purpose. Amen. Amen. So let's go ahead and pray. Our heads. Dear Heavenly Father, dear Lord, we just thank you, dear Lord. We just thank you, dear Lord, for making it possible today for everyone that's here in the, in the building, as well as watching online, dear Lord, get to receive your word, dear Lord. We ask, dear Lord, that you penetrate their hearts, dear Lord, that you might 
Get your word to them, dear Lord, and soften their hearts so they might receive it, dear Lord. We ask, dear Lord, that lives are, are changed for the better. In Jesus Christ's name, amen. 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 All right. So um, we've been married now for what, 18? Yeah, 18, 18 years. Yeah, close to there. Okay. So um, with all this time that uh -huh. has passed so far, this is our big regret. We did not get our wedding photos. We yep. were so broke. I was cheap. <laughs> I was cheap. No, we were broke. You didn't have a choice but to be cheap. We were super broke. And so we never got our wedding photos. And that's a problem from somebody like me. Y'all know me. Like, I am so sentimental. I always wanted our wedding photos. And the thing about it is when we finally in our marriage got, you know, where we actually had enough money to get our wedding photos, the wedding photographer was like, I've been through those away. Like, you got rid of those. Those didn't even come to me asking for that. So he didn't have them. And there's something about when something is like really traumatic or super disappointing mm -hmm. or just really disappointing in your own life, the redemption is being able to make it better for somebody else, right? Yeah. So we got this thing in our heart like, man, I always wish we had our wedding photos, right? Yeah. And so since we didn't have that, why don't we help other couples be able to have amazing wedding Weddings. photos? And mm -hmm. voila, Hankins Photography was born, right? <laughs> so if you guys didn't know, we were professional photographers. We did wedding photographers. We, I mean, we did weddings, and we love to do weddings, and we love to capture the moment for other people. But it didn't start off that way. It started off pretty terrible. Pretty terrible. Pretty terrible. We had no business plan. We had no skills. No. We just, we, we starting a business. We're ready. We, did, We're we ready. didn't have ready a plan at have all. We didn't have a plan. No, all right? we were terrible. terrible. All right. So we just hopped right into it because Rachel liked to use her camera phone. And I was like, I'm tired of taking pictures. So I bought her a DSLR, which is one of those digital cameras, right? Game changer. And we thought we were doing it, right? We had it on automatic. We didn't know what we were doing. Not but she was like, yeah, she was excited. And I got excited because I got my techie part. So I was like, yeah, yeah let's, let's do this. So. Yeah. We tried to start taking for t uh, wedding uh, photos, but it didn't work out quite as well as we thought it would. Yeah. So we had to go and get a mentor. Yeah. We had to get somebody who would shape and mold us into what we actually wanted to be, and that was wedding photographers. Yeah, exactly. And Steve, my brother here, he's, he's here. We went to his <laughs> church, and uh, uh, Chuck Marshall, Brother Chuck Marshall, amazing man of God. He took us under his wing. He was like, you guys. You guys got something. I don't know what he was seeing because our pictures was terrible. But he was like, you guys, you guys could do it. And so he would take us and we would, mm -hmm. you know, we, we got somebody to, to sign up and, and book us. How we did that, I still I don't, don't know. know. But um, people signed up. They're like, yeah, you can take our pictures. So we did our first wedding and then we had to sit down with Brother Chuck. And uh -huh. like he had to tell to us about our, our, our pictures. He's <sighs> like, so it kind of reminds me of Dr. John. So why? <laughs> <laughs> Why did you do that? Uh, and why is the, 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 the camera tilted so much? And why is it shot hot? JR knows. Why did you shoot hot the whole way? You know, but the thing about it is it was the perfect blend of encouragement and believing in us with also adjusting us and shaping us and helping us to like understand the eye of an actual skilled professional mm -hmm. photographer. And so in that process with him, he's actually cutting things off like, okay, this is how you actually see this moment. This is what should be going through your mind. Mm -hmm. And we had to go through that pruning process or, you know, we would yeah. not have any fruit. Yeah. So he was basically, he was cutting us, but yeah. he was cutting us in such a way where it wasn't killing our potential, yeah. right? He, he was cutting us safely, 
right? He was cutting us in a way where he can also motivate us, but also correct us, right? And that's a very fine line, right? It has to be a good blade when you're cutting that away, right? And he saw in us what we couldn't see in ourselves. And what he would do is he would give us just enough critique and just enough encouragement to push us toward what we actually wanted to be. And that was wedding photographers. Exactly. So lo and behold, we actually became a profitable business after a while. We started to bear some fruit, you yeah. know. And so um, we were going to show you guys pictures of our first wedding. But, like, some of y'all is here. So we don't want to, like, <laughs> we don't use that as an example. And much but we're going to just begin to show a little bit of our work. And this was coming out of being able to accept the cutting off process, being mm-hmm. able to accept the adjustments and the critiques. Um, I don't know if they have them, but um, we begin to actually not be so ashamed of of the work. And and our mentor was proud. And this was like one of our favorite weddings. Um, These are moments that I miss, like the first wedding. I totally miss important moments like this. But it was just such a blessing to be able to see the fruit, you guys, that comes from when you actually allow someone to shape you and you trust what they're saying and allow them to mold you. So, you know, the mm-hmm. thing about um, Chuck is he did, like you said, he had that per- perfect balance, right? Of yeah. encouragement and, and perfect cutting balance. off. Perfect balance, yes. yeah. Yes. And so this is just a great illustration, our photography business, on how God treats us when it comes to pruning. Yeah. He does it in the same way. He's, he's gentle, but his blade is consistent, right? And he prunes us just in the right way, in the right order to produce great growth, right? Yeah. Amen. Now, somebody just say pruning. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we know that when we say that, that's like a Christian cuss word. It we is. already know, like that's a Christian cuss word. It's kind of like that word uh, submit. That's another one, submit. Uh-huh. Um, I have an uncle, literally Uncle Tom. He used to come to the family gatherings and he would walk in the door. Everyone's just hanging out, having a good time. He would walk in the door and be like, women need to submit. And he would just back away. A whole riot would break out. All the way <laughs> upset, mad, you know, he just liked to stir the pot. But um, that's one of those words, like, pruning nobody's mm-hmm. excited about pruning who wants Nobody. to get excited about something like that but what we want to do is we want to talk a little bit about this so that we can begin to see the value so that we can understand that this is a normal part of a believer's life and truly a normal part of a true disciple of christ amen amen, amen. amen. so our anchor point this morning is going to be we prove to be a true disciple of jesus by bearing much fruit and much fruit only comes Fourth, in our lives, when we are repeatedly, somebody say repeatedly, Repeatedly. not just once, but repeatedly pruned. So we are pruned for a purpose. Amen. Amen. So let me give you the definition of pruning. Right. So pruning is the process of selectively cutting or trimming parts of a plant, such as branches, shoots, roots. It's done to remove dead, damaged or diseased parts promoting healthy growth, shapes the plant, controls the size, and enhances the overall appearance and productivity. God's purpose in pruning, removing what hinders our spiritual growth. Just as a gardener removes dead branches and diseased leaves, God prunes us to refine our character to make us more and more like Christ. Right? So we got five key points that we're going to go over with you real fast today, and it's Uh, pruning for purpose, pruning for responding, pruning for unification, pruning for normalize, and pruning for expansion. Yeah. So our first point that we're going to talk about is 
purpose. That's the P. Everybody say purpose. So when we deal with the purpose of pruning, the first question that's usually like in our flesh and what, what we have kind of festering inside is why am I being cut? Nobody's excited about this. So it's like, Lord, why do I have to go through this? Why am I being cut? When we look in John, it tells us that we are pruned for one or two reasons. Mm-hmm. Either we are bearing no fruit and it's now time to be taken away. We already know the, the conclusion of that, where mm-hmm. you're headed, right? It's time for you to be taken away or... You are being pruned because you are bearing fruit. Like, it's not a punishment, you guys. Mm-hmm. You're bearing fruit, and now the vine dresser has a vision, and his vision is for you to, to bear more fruit, yeah. more fine fruit. He's mm-hmm. got a whole vision for your life. So it's super important that you understand that you are pruned if you do, and you're, you're pruned, pruned if, if you, you don't. don't. Okay? okay, so just go ahead and just receive that yeah. into your Surrender spirit. Surrender to the it's pruning. It's going to happen, okay? <laughs> But we know that we understand that when you're pruned because you are not bearing any fruit and you're being taken away, that's disobedience, okay? So that's the fruit of disobedience. However, if you're being pruned because you are bearing fruit and the master is trying to help you bear some more fruit, that's obedience. Yeah. So let's begin to see that, man, okay, this is not something that I'm just going to have a blanket idea about that, okay, if I'm getting pruned, I must have done something wrong. I must be out of the will of God. I must need to back away from this. It's so important for us to understand that there are two reasons for it. And we want to be on the side of we're being pruned because of our obedience. Amen. 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 Uh, Second is responding. How should we respond in the time of pruning? Right. This is very important. Right. Because anybody like me, it's like you cut me. I want to know exactly where that needle or that that, blade is going to go. So understanding why you're being pruned and what you should be doing during that time, how you should be responding to the gardener's pruning. First is prayer, silence, and solitude, right? When you recognize that you're being pruned, or maybe you're not recognizing it, you need to take time to pray. Get into the presence of God. That means to be still, being communication with them. You can't talk to somebody if you're constantly talking and asking God for something. This is time for you to actually be still, to hear from your father, to understand why he's removing things from you because he has a greater glory, a greater purpose for you, and that's not going to happen until, one, you become quiet and you hear from the father and you let him do his work. Right? I, love, I love that you said that because here's the thing. This is a picture that I get in my mind. It's like you have the vine dresser and you have the branch, and the branch is like, don't cut me here. Like, talking branch. Go, go lower. Like, I don't, I don't want to be cut here. I don't like that. Don't do this. Don't do that. You're a talking branch. This is not Burger King. You can't okay. be a Burger King branch talking about trying to have it your way. Like, yeah. you cannot be in that mode. So I love that you said that mm-hmm. because if we can step into prayer and we can step into a posture of silence and solitude, you can hear the directives of the Father and really trust that he knows what he's doing. So yes. let's come out of that place where we have so much to talk back like that's one of the most irritating things about yeah. being a parent it's like all the talking back like right. stop talking why back. why 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 because i said so I, I know what i'm doing <laughs> i'm not new to this where's where's poo poo i'm yeah. true to this right yeah. that's what you say yeah yeah so trusting the vine dresser is so trusting important him. and also you want to be studying your word yeah. right you want to know what the word says right if you don't know what god's talking about and you just living out whatever you want to do you might be getting pruned and like rachel said you're pruned if you don't you you you're pruned if you do you're pruned if you don't so you might as well understand why god's pruning you why is he cutting you why does he want this for you and what's best for you he knows he sees everything right so studying your word is a crucial part 
in the pruning process. It is. And I feel like the enemy attacks us there. Like, don't y'all notice that? Like, when the Lord starts to move and press on us, it's like a thing where it's like you start to try to feel that sense of backing away from his word. I know I got into a season where I was just like all about the devotionals. I was reading these devotionals. Mm -hmm. And I was kind of like fooling myself thinking that the devotional was the same as studying God's word. And it's not, you guys. The process of us digging and wrestling in the word of God and praying for him to open up our understanding mm -hmm. and to give us wisdom and revelation in his word, it begins to meet us in the place where we can actually receive the pruning. So we just want to encourage you today is like when you start sensing the pruning of the Lord, don't back away from his word. Ooh. Go deeper. Jump into right into it. And digest it yeah. fully. Digest that word. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you want to run full speed at it, right? If anybody played a contact sport, if you're going slow, you're going to get hurt, right? So we want you to run fully into it so you can embrace what God's going to do in your life through pruning, right? You also want to worship. Worship is a crucial part. It's a surrender. Like Pastor Donald preached a few weeks ago, worship did never have anything to do starting off with a song yeah. or singing. It had to do with obedience, Right. That's the first sign of worship is your obedience. Right. Are you obeying what God's calling you to do? Yeah. Right. Are you surrendering to you? That's worship. Right. Amen. Yeah. And then okay, I have another Christian cuss word. Uh -huh. What's the that? other thing you need to do during fasting. Ooh, well, this I was about is... to say, I just it just jumped out. Fasting. Okay. Fasting. Fasting is another one. Our flesh is like, eh, I don't want to do it. And I know big cuss word. Yeah, it's a big cuss word. And I don't want to fast. Like every time the Lord is pressing on me, unfortunately, I just have to, you know, I just have to tell myself. I'd be like, I don't know if I heard him. I don't, I don't think that, uh, I don't think that was him. Um, and you know. In fasting, though, it is such a help. This is what it makes me think of. You know, as a parent, when you are trying to train your child in something and you're trying to, like, get them in a certain direction and they're resisting you, and then all of a sudden they do something that, like, actually goes along with what it is you're trying to do in them, mm -hmm. like, that blesses your whole yes, soul. That's does. what fasting is. It's like the Lord is already trying to bring a cut back in your life. Like, he's trying to remove dead things out of your life. And then when you partner with him in that and you say, okay, I'm actually going to tell my flesh to sit down somewhere. I'm actually going to, like, work with you in this. That is such a blessing to what it is the vine dresser is trying to do in our lives. So one of the things that is so important for us to do when we are sensing pruning in our life is to begin to fast. Yeah, amen. And the last part of responding is fellowship and community. How many of you guys know that we can't do this alone, right? Uh, uh, Minister Terry already talked about it. She says, don't be that National Geographic I moment like with you, the deer by yourself off in the side and the lion's ready to get you because you're not in community. You don't have anybody that you're working with and talking to, right? We, we're meant to do life together. Right. So during the pruning process, you want to be next and you want to be rubbing shoulders with somebody that understands what you're going through, not somebody who doesn't know what the word says. You want to be next to somebody understanding what it means to be cut so they can encourage you, so they can grab you, so they can hold on to you and they yeah. can pray with you and they can go with you through what you're going through in it's the so pruning true. process. And then right along in that same vein, the you in prune is for unification. Mm -hmm. You know, the question that we ask ourselves is like, why must I be bound to Jesus and his body? Why is that such a necessity? Do you realize that when we get bound to Jesus, mm -hmm. it causes us to go in the right direction? Ooh. Like even when it comes to the cuts that the vine dresser makes, like he cuts things, he's not doing it haphazardly. There's certain angles. 
because he wants you to grow in this direction. The overall appearance of mm -hmm. the, the vine is raggedy when we're doing our own thing. Like yep. when we are just, you know, making up our own thing and we're doing stuff. I mean, we're making the whole picture, the whole body, the whole church of TBCF look a hot mess because we're doing our own thing. But the master has a bird's eye view of this. He sees the whole thing. And that's why, you know, we've heard our senior pastor say this before. And, and Tira reminded us last week, the individual pruning that we accept and we receive impacts the collective pruning of this entire church. Yeah. And that's not just to say for TBCF, whatever church you go to, whatever body you are uh, connected to, mm -hmm. understand that the individual pruning that you receive, that you allow to take forth in your life is impacting everybody. Mm -hmm. So it's not just about you. And that's why it matters that yeah. we receive the pruning of the Lord. Yeah. And the incense for natural, it's a natural process. Yeah. Quit fighting what is already natural. Do you guys understand that, that God's safe? Mm. He's safe, right? He's, he's the, he's the most skilled artist we know. He takes that blade and when he cuts us, he doesn't leave a mark. Yeah. It's clean. Yeah. It's safe. It, it doesn't have anything that attached to it. It's, it's sterile, meaning that it doesn't have any diseases or anything attached to it. His blade is so consistent when it cuts that you don't have to worry about the effects, just the growth. You just know when you get cut, you about to grow. Yes. Amen? Yes. And knowing that God's blade is trustworthy is the goal. Yes. The goal is knowing that God has your best interest in mind. So when you're being pruned and when you're being cut, you don't have to worry about, uh, do I got this or do I got that? Am I out of money or uh, she didn't left me or he didn't let whatever it is. God's cutting it out because you don't need it. Amen. So trust that God's process is natural and he's trustworthy. Yeah, there's been times of pruning in our own lives. Mm -hmm. I know when Charles first entered into law enforcement, he had all these ideas. You I had a whole a bunch. Plan. I wanted a to be plan. SWAT. I wanted to do, I wanted to jump off the buildings, run into flaming fires. I wanted to do it all. Rachel says, nope. God used me to prune him. He used me. I helped. Yes. But in that process, when I had to trust God that he knew what was best for my life, is I had to let him cut me and understand what he was doing. And sometimes you might see, sometimes me and Rachel today, but you don't understand the process of being cut, right? Because sometimes those cuts are hidden under clothes, i.e. C-sections, right? And sometimes you don't understand what God's done in people's lives. So I had a period of time where, you know, you guys know I'm in law enforcement. And when I jumped in, I wanted to do everything, right? And I had the opportunity to work at a bunch of different places. And I actually worked at different places, but every time I was in the wrong place, God made it difficult for me. Yeah. He made it where I wasn't happy and I was frustrated. It's because what he was doing is he was, he was making a process where he was like, hey, I'm going to cut you here. I'm going to change your desires that you thought that you had, right? I'm going to cut that away, yeah. right? I'm going to cut that bad little grape that you got dangling over there away because I have something greater for you. Right. And it was not until I understood what was happening and embraced what was happening. He started to change my attitude where I wanted to really truly be a family man. I wanted to work somewhere where I can come home every day, see my beautiful wife, pour into my family, pour into my kids. And he made it possible. But it wasn't until I surrendered into what he wanted to do in my life is where the fruit started to grow. 
And then once I did that, man, I could tell, Pastor John would tell you, I started getting promoted at my job faster than I can think. I don't even know how I got promoted in some of these places to think of it. But it's through his, his faithfulness. He says, hey, if you surrender to me, you lay down your life on your desires, he will give you desires. He says, whatever you ask, he will give you. But you got to be willing to be cut in such a way and not the talking branch. Amen. You know, another um, time that comes to mind when there was pruning was our senior pastors. Um, during the time when Pastor John had to go and, and receive what he needed for his heart, there was such a, a powerful pruning that took place here in our church. We had to um, learn how to, all the stuff that's been poured into us, it was like, okay, it's go time. Is it in there go or not? Time. Because everybody didn't make it through that period of time. You guys realize that. Like, some people did not make it through that pruning, just like some people didn't make it through the pruning of COVID. Like, when, we, when, we, when all the shaking and all the dust cleared, you kind of saw, oh, who's actually connected to the vine. And so these moments in our lives, they're not punishments. They actually allow us to see, like, who's really connected? And so in that time period, it was such a blessing for our pastors to be able to see, like, this is where you're actually at. Like, we can step away and you know how to stay connected to Jesus. Amen. You're not connected to us in that sense. We love each other. We're connected in that way. But, like, at the end of the day, we're not promised tomorrow. We, don't, we can't say that this person's always going to be here. But are you rooted? Are you connected? Do you understand who is your true source? Amen. And that's what is so important about this whole process is that we know that Jesus is the true vine. He set it up so clear. There is no mistaking. Like, that's what I love about him. He's like, okay, let me break it down for you. Mm. I am the true vine. Yes. You are the branches. Don't get confused on who the true vine is. I'm the dope. You're the child. Yes. <laughs> right? That's what he's telling you. Yeah, yeah. And we need that. We need that clarity. And so that is the, the thing that I love the most is that mm -hmm. through the pruning, it's like a, a feeling you have inside to be able to see, like, man, through that, I was connected to the right source. Yeah. This is a time of locating. Yes, it we is. We want to always take the time to locate ourselves. Don't, don't get into a mode of, like, pridefulness where it's just like, yeah, I know, I know, I'm, I'm good on all that. Like, you're going to see effects in your life if you are truly connected to, to Jesus. Divine, yeah. Yes. Yes. And, and it, it's, it's evidence that when you're connected and you're doing what his word says, like in, in, in John, mm -hmm. that you are his true disciple, right? Yeah. And that's the goal. God, God wants to get more fruit out of you. And the only way that he gets more fruit out of you is he has to cut away all the stuff that uh, is, is in the way of that growth, right? Yeah. And he'll cut whatever's in the way. I don't care if you love it, he's cutting it, right? Because he desires his growth and his crop so much that he's willing for you to seem like it's a scar, but for him, it's growth. He yes, knows that yes. once he cuts off this part, he can grow. And everybody is depending on your growth. And the collection of pruning is so important. It's so important that we understand that when we're pruned, not just individually, mm. when we're pruned collectively, yeah. God's church starts to do what it's supposed to do, yeah. right? That's why we call it the building, because we're not meant to just be in this building. We're yeah. meant to spread the gospel, right? And that requires us to show the world what it looks like to walk out this Christian walk. You know Amen? what it makes me think about uh, a domino effect. Yeah. You know, when you have one person that surrenders their life to the pruning of the Lord, 
it impacts you. Do you guys understand? It's almost like it sends like a reverberation through mm -hmm. the vine. Chain when reaction. you see somebody, like when our pastor said yes, with fear and trembling to planting this church, their yes made a vibration on the line. It caused a domino effect mm -hmm. where somebody else could see that surrender and understand like, you know what? I need to surrender my life as well. Mm -hmm. There is such an impact that you have on one another. And just like we said earlier, that's why it's not just about you and your individual life. Do you understand when you obey the Lord that that impacts somebody else? Amen. There's a video we want to play for you guys that just shows the domino effect. And I want you to, as you watch that, think about the yeses, even the small yeses that you make to the Lord, how that begins to bump the next person next to you. Mm -hmm. And then they begin to think about it and allow the Lord to speak to them. And they begin to fall. And honestly, what we want to be in a position of is literally prostrate before the Lord. But we come to a place to where we say, it doesn't matter what you cut. It doesn't matter what you say is dead that I love. It doesn't matter, matter what you want to remove. Mm -hmm. I am going to surrender and I'm going to allow you to do it. Amen. Amen. This, Amen. Is this, this is the goal. goal. This is the goal. We want to end up in full and total no. surrender. surrender. Yeah. There is nothing. Nothing. There is nothing worth more than surrendering to the pruning and the process of God. Amen. Amen. As, as we close, as yeah. we come to a close, as you see, that first little domino, it was little, right? But as... You, you might be that first domino, start to fall. Yeah. It starts to create a bigger impact. And the surrender gets greater and greater. And it started with your little sacrifice. Yeah. When you let God prune you and you sacrifice what you want, it makes a bigger impact. It started off small. But what it does at the end is instrumental. It's huge. It's big. See, in the Bible, this wasn't the first time that the metaphor of the vineyard was used. The prophet Isaiah used this same metaphor in the Bible in Isaiah chapter 5, I believe verses 1 through 8. And he goes and he's talking to the children of Israel and he's talking to them about their obedience and their disobedience and their injustice. See, uh, before Jesus was here, they, uh, God made a covenant with the children of Israel. And they had everything. He made it where they didn't have to worry about a thing. He brought them out of captivity. He gave them manna each day to eat. He, he, he promised them the land of milk and honey. I mean, he provided every great ground for them to bear much fruit. And Isaiah, he's in the marketplace and he's talking to the children of Israel. And he uses a poem. And he tells them, I'm paraphrasing. You guys got to go back and read the word for yourself. He tells them, he says, hey, look at here, my beloved. My beloved had, that I love had a garden, a vineyard, 
that he built on a very, very, very fertile hill. It was so fertile that he, he, he took the time to build out and pluck out all the stones in the ground, each thing that would hinder any growth. And, oh, he said, oh, yeah, I need to pull that out. And he, he pulled it out, and he took all the stones, and the stones that he pulled out the ground, he didn't just leave them there. He used those same stones to build a fortress around this vineyard so nobody can come in and infiltrate against this vineyard that he was building. He expected so much growth in this vineyard that what he did is he put a wine press right in the middle of the vineyard. And what that gave us is a sign that he was going to produce that fruit right there in the field. He was not going to wait. That's how much harvest he was expecting from the children of Israel. But he said, I'm going to wait. And he looked and he waited on the vine. He waited for growth. But all it produces was wild grapes. All it produces was bitter grapes. Wild and bitter grapes. You know, when you think about being able to produce and do things, it's not enough to just produce something. We have to produce what it is that God told us to produce. He told us to produce good grapes. The kind of grapes that are sweet, that are an offering to him. So don't get confused when you say, well, I'm producing, I'm doing something, I'm, I'm creating something. That's not what he told you to create. Not. That's not what he asked for. He is not pleased with that. So as we look at this, this picture that Charles is illustrating through Isaiah, the, the vine dresser is so disappointed, you guys. You saw the, the pain that he took, like the investment all up front, this investment, this huge investment that he made and is producing nothing but wild and bitter grapes. And then he says, you know what, judge between me and my, my vineyard. Yeah. What else could I have done? Is there anything else that I could have done to make sure that you could produce fruit? Mm -hmm. I put you on a very fertile hill. I put you in TBCF. A very fertile hill. I made growth track. All you got to do is 24-7. All you got to do is go onto the website. Mm -hmm. Sign up for growth track. We made the path easy for you to see. We have growth groups going on right now where you can get right with your brothers and sisters and be around people that will help you get connected to the vine, help you go in the right direction, bring accountability to your mm -hmm. life. What more could I do? Week after week, I have my messengers bringing you words straight from my heart to yours. What more could I do? Yeah, what more can I Judge do? Judge between me and my vineyard. Understand that Jesus is serious about fruit being produced in our lives. And if we will not, because he'll work with us. He will work with us. But if we will not produce fruit, he is serious about the repercussions. Yes, he is. Understand that you will be removed and you will be burned. That's, I mean, I'm sorry. I can't sugarcoat that. Like, that's what it is. We are either going to be in the vineyard and we're going to do this thing with all of our heart, all of our might, or we are not going to be a part of what it is that God is doing. It is as simple as that. You are pruned if you do, and you are pruned if you, if you don't. Let's be a part of the pruning where the fruit, the beautiful fruit, the finer fruit, the choice fruit, can come forth in our lives. This is what we're here for. We're not a country club. We're not here to hang out. We're not, we can find something else to do, you guys. Mm -hmm. But if you want to be a part of the vine, if you want to be a part of what it is that Jesus is doing, mm -hmm. then be a part of it. What more could he do to make it easy? Yes. It's easy it is. if you want to grow. Amen. 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 So we want to...
petition a couple things to you this morning, right? We don't want you just to get a word and be happy about it, but we want the word to transform your life, right? So if you're here today, and you might be saying to yourself that it's like, hey, Charles and Rachel, I can't even start the process. I'm not even connected to the vine. I don't even have Jesus Christ in my heart yet. But I desire to start that process. I desire to start building real, relevant relationship with Jesus Christ, which requires me to be connected to the vine. If you're here today and you say, I want to accept Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior, what I'm going to do is I'm going to ask you to do a very bold thing. And that's just raise your hand. If that's you today, if you're saying like, hey, I want to receive Jesus Christ into my life, Just go ahead and raise your hand. 